What's going on, everybody, and welcome to another edition, the final edition, of the weekly walk-off on the Did You Hear podcast, part of the Blue Wire Hustle podcast network. I'm Ebba Houghton, he's Pat Zhang, and Pat, it has been quite the run for the weekly walk-off. We were so mm-hmm. excited to introduce this new segment, this new episode, but with the, f- the closing of the World Series, it is time to also close this walk-off chapter. Wow, I remember doing our season preview and being so excited for that and going through all this. Of course, we've had so many weekly walk-offs to take you through the season, and here we are at our last weekly walk-off and a World Series champion crown. Uh, pretty wild. Yeah, so we're, we're bringing this one to you on a Thursday, which is abnormal, but we just had to tie it off with a bow ending the mm. season. Bra- the Atlanta Braves <laughs> of all teams, Pat, talking about the season preview are your 2021 World Series champions, the first title for Atlanta since 1995. So I'll out myself. I go back to an episode, I believe it was the first week of May, we had Danny Vietti on and did some pretenders and contenders, and I labeled the Atlanta Braves as a pretender back in May. Um, I did it based on I didn't think they had enough pitching to be able to make it this far. Uh, They're a World Series champion, and you know what? They still didn't have enough starting pitching, but none of it mattered because they just slugged their way to a title. The bullpen was locked down, and man, it really is remarkable to think that the Atlanta Braves, from where they were, even in August, we talked about it before, an under 500 team sitting here as a World Series champs. You can't give yourself too much of a hard time because (laughs) nobody thought they were going to be pretenders except, or contenders, excuse me, except Trevor Plouffe. Did you see yes. that tweet? Yes, uh, of course I saw it, yes. What an unbelievable thing. Back in March, I believe it was, mm-hmm. he predicted that the Atlanta Braves would beat the Houston Astros in the World Series in six games, which is exactly what happened. It's honestly a little bit eerie, very weird that it happened that way. But I, ho- I hope he put money on it, I really I, do. I really hope he did too. He <laughs> needs to be the, the recurring guy now, just predict every single title for every single sport. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> But going back to being hard on yourself, you talked about the pitching, too. Mm-hmm. I laughed when I heard that because that's not even what people were talking about all no. season long. People no. were talking about the hitting. And when we had Lauren Auerbach on last Friday for walk-off, that's what she said. It, it just mm-hmm. it makes sense that Charlie Martin would go down. Of course he would go down because Mike Soroka went down, and then Ronald Acuna went down, and then Marcelo Zuna was out, and then Charlie Morton. What this team was able to do to get over every single one of their humps that got in the way. You asked Lauren a very important question, and I'm going to ask you the same one and mm-hmm. see how you how your answer may or may not be different. What made this team different? What pushed Atlanta over the hump this year, as opposed to all the other years when they've been division winners and seemed to be a really good team and they just couldn't get over their playoff drought? Yeah, I guess how they got here, I mean, you also think about just, you know, the postseason format and the fact that the Braves and, you know, the the Braves or the Brewers were only going to have to play one of those NL West behemoths, basically, Mm -hmm. just with how things were out. So, you know, you go to that Brewers matchup and they just, they were able to take advantage of a team that had great pitching, but could not hit. Just, they, they weren't able to hit and the Braves rolled that. They then went their David versus Goliath and took down, you know, the, the LA Dodgers. And then here... I mean, the difference here was they were able to hit the home run, the big home runs when they needed to, which is something that Houston did not do, even though they've done that how many times over the years? I mean, the only Astro to homer in the series was Jose Altuve, and he did it twice. 
the Astros could not get a home run ball going, something the Braves were able to do and in timely situations as well. And then it's something we'll, I'm sh- sure we'll talk about. It's the Braves bullpen. I mean, I-, I joked about it when I said I didn't believe they had enough starting pitching, and they still don't. They still don't have enough starting pitching, but it doesn't matter because Max Fried gave them what they needed to in that clinching game. And then you had uh, Tyler Matzek and Will Smith be absolutely shut down. A.J. Minter finally got hit up uh, in this series. You know, finally. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you know, Luke Jackson and Chris Martin were great in this series. Like, that's what it came down to is that this Astros team that was so deadly all year, We've t- how many times have we talked about it that home runs are it's what baseball is built on now? They had two in the series, and it was from the same guy. Oh, my God. It's so funny. We truly – do not cease to amaze ourselves by how much we are on the same wave. That's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. But to talk about Freed, first pitcher to throw six-plus scoreless innings without a walk mm. in a World Series clincher since 1985. And I specifically wanted to emphasize without a walk because that's how the Astros get you. If you give them an inch, they take a mile. And they showed that in every single series they had throughout the postseason, except this one. Because when it mattered, Max Freed shut it down, didn't let any of these guys score, or even see any pitches that they could hit. I mean, the Astros' team OPS was 596. They had the second-best yeah. OPS in the majors during the regular season, 784. That's almost a 200-point swing. Carlos Correa was 6-for-23. Mm-hmm. Altuve was 6-for-27. Bregman was 2-for-21. Jordan Alvarez, who we thought would maybe even win the World Series MVP. Definitely one of the frontrunners. 2-for-20. You yep. just can't get anything done, and I give the credit all, of course, to the Braves pitching, but more so just to those three bullpen guys that you mentioned. What an incredible performance. Seven extra base hits in six games. Oh my god, they scored four runs. This is the Astros we're talking about. The Astros that just pound on you. Game after game, everybody thought the Astros were going to win. And mm-hmm. the Braves did it in six. And it's it's so impressive. So when we look at this series, and we look at how this series was won, Kyle Wright has to be the name that you go Ooh. to for that, that game four when Lee gives them, you know, a third of an inning, allows the hit, allows the two walks, and Wright comes in there, gets out of the jam, and pitches another four and two-thirds, excuse yeah, four and two-thirds innings, and allows one run in the swing game, really, for them. I, I cannot overstate how important a role that Kyle Wright, a guy that you mentioned on our, our weekly walk-off, played in getting the Braves to this situation. Because that game, if that game's flipped and the Astros are able to pile on in that first inning and just bury the Braves, you know, I really wonder how this series flips. Yeah, I've been saying all all postseason long that hitting wins. And the Astros didn't hit, but just as importantly, it's because the Braves didn't let them hit, right? And mm-hmm. Brian Snicker was so candid all, all season and then most especially all postseason, as the injuries just continued to pile on, he straight up said, I don't know, when asked how he was going to piece these games together. Yep. He didn't know, and he was just crossing his fingers and hoping that a guy like Kyle Wright would step up, and voila, because of all the magic that the Braves had in this organization, he did. And it's all credit to Snicker because he gave him the chance to even put him on this postseason roster, to Mm -hmm. put him on the World Series roster, no less, Gave him a little cup of coffee in the game prior. Gave him an inning. Saw that he looked really good. His stuff played despite struggling during the regular season. 
and he came through. It was Ian Anderson in 2020. It was Kyle Wright this year. All of these guys, when you think about the future for Tyler Matzik and Will Smith may be a little different because he has solidified himself as the closer, but Luke Jackson, you don't see these guys coming on to become household names. They were just it for the Braves this year. They pulled it together. They brought all their incredible stories behind them, Tyler Matzik especially, and they were the keys to this win. No, you, you're so right. I like how, how you went it there. Also, I know, of course, we talk about the uh, the new additions. Soler and Duvall drove in almost half the RBIs for the mm-hmm. Braves in this World Series. Uh, talking about guys that we were we were had discussed during weekly walk off. I mentioned Austin Riley struck out a ton with 11 Ks. Was the you know the most strikeouts among all Braves, but he still had 320 in this series with some some big RBIs and three extra base hits. Um, <laughs> and Freddie Freeman's a World Series champion. How does it not bring tears to your eyes, right? Uh, it doesn't bring tears to my eyes, personally, <laughs> but I am very, I'm happy for Freddie Freeman. You're right. If tears had been brought to your eyes by these celebrations, I don't know what would have happened. <laughs> I don't know what would have happened, but I specifically stayed up so I could see this brave celebration because Pat and I said it before, it was a snoozer. There was, yes. there was yeah, nothing was going on in quick. this game that made it worth watching besides the fact that the Braves are going to win the World Series. And oh my mm-hmm. God. Freddie Freeman making the last out. Dansby Swanson, the Atlanta live-and-die homegrown yep. kid making the final out. Ozzie Albies was on base a couple of times. Of course, you've got the in-season trade acquisitions. It carries on one of my favorite baseball stats of all time, which is following the trend of which which trade deadline acquisition makes an impact in the World Series. Mm. You saw Steve Pierce and Nathan Avaldi for the 2018 Red Sox, Justin Verlander in 2017, Ben Zobrist for the Rays a couple of years ago. It's so cool. And now you've got, it seems like the the holy grail of the yeah, in-season acquisitions with the, the outfield haul that Anthopolis got at this year's deadline. No, you're so right. And then too, after the game, you know, that, that interview with Freddie Freeman about asking, you know, Man. what it means. And, and to he that, is so well-spoken. Holy he crap. Is, um, it's, it would be hard to see him in any other uniform moving forward here. Um, I, I know, of course, he's hitting free agency. It just it's We said it a million times throughout the season that he's got to be a brave for life, and then you know you, you take home a title here. If this is it for him, he just sent Atlanta out with a championship, their first since 95, but it feels like coming off a title, you've got to do whatever you can to, uh, to lock him up and bring him back with your core. I quite literally can't think about the Braves without Freddie Freeman. No, you can't. What did you think about Joe Buck's call when Freeman hit that solo shot? Uh, it was... Uh, <laughs> to, uh, I mean, he was right, too, when he references the emotion we saw from him as mm-hmm. he comes around third base. Freeman, you know, Freeman's always a happy guy. You always see him talking at first base when he was ever there. But you just you never see that outpouring of emotion that we saw as he rounded third base. I mean, I thought it was cool. Yeah, I thought it was awesome. What I was talking about, too, is when Joe Buck said that literally Freddie Freeman hits pretty much the clinching home run for the Braves World Series, and Joe Buck's line is, that could be his last time at bat for the Atlanta Braves. <laughs> and I think, I really do think Joe Thank Buck Thank you for great, reminding me of but that. But man, Joe, did we have to do it like that? Just let's live in a moment a little bit more. But this is what people are talking about, and it's so unfortunate that I couldn't get something done in season to avoid this. But I just can't imagine him not... If you don't pay money to Freddie Freeman, who are you going to give it to? It, That's my question. It's going to be done. It has to be done. That's the only way I look at it. I'm, I'm expecting him to be a Brave. I don't even view him as a free agent, really, yeah, because same. it just it has to be done. <laughs> it seems like writers are doing that, too. They're, they're mm-hmm. putting out all their top 
free agents and just completely excluding <laughs> from the list, which is hysterical. But I going back, telling. yeah, exactly. Going back to those Braves, Homer, and then specifically the in-season acquisition numbers, they got twelve home runs this postseason from players who played for another team this season. That's twelve. Remarkable. They showed. It seemed like they showed that graphic five or six times about how many RBIs that the combination of Duvall, Peterson, Rosario, and Solaire hit. And that Solaire homer was just absolutely tanked. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I, it was. So so here's my question, and I talked about this when the Dodgers lost, and I really think this this is where we separate from just talking about how awesome the Braves are, which I think is great. But what's the winning formula for a baseball team? Because the 106-win Dodgers went out, they're trying to build off their championship year last year. They add two of the best players in the game in Max Scherzer and Trey Turner. They fall short. The Braves, on the other hand, below 500 for 111 games of the season. They add these power bats, and that's what puts them over the edge. So there's a lot of talk lately about how it's become the three-outcome mm-hmm. sport, walks, strikeouts, and homers. But quite literally, home runs are what won for the Braves. And stringing yeah. together singles didn't work for the Astros. No, it, it, it didn't. Well, first off, I'll say if we had the exact number, I think we'd be making a lot of money in someone's front office right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I think you, you kind of, I think as I kind of alluded to, luck plays into it. That's not an insult. Mm-hmm. That is for any team. Uh, you know, the Braves were able to, were allowed to hang around in the division because the Mets weren't able to put anyone away. The Phillies were never a real legitimate division contender as well with all their flaws. And they were able to overcome that and, the, and win the NL East and then going through scheduling and all that. You said it there, home runs is so key. And when it comes to the, to the postseason, it's different than the regular season and that we clearly saw here that it's the bullpen. It's the pitching that matters. Starting pitching is great. You know, you look for the guys that can give you those those chunks of innings. I mean, go back across all the series. How many great starter performances were there that went deep into games? Like, Framber Valdez. That's the first one you think of. But yeah. how many others step out? Really stand out at you? Not not many. Like no. there, there's a handful at most. So I it, I think it really you know. <laughs> shows the paradigm shift that we've seen in baseball. And there's also a conversation where is that good for baseball having yeah. these four, five hour long postseason games because there's 20 pitchers coming in. Of course, it's an exaggeration, but you know, 20 pitchers coming in. And again. Yeah, yeah actually, close. maybe, maybe not that much of an exaggeration. Um, but I, I really think that's what it came, comes down to is can you hit the home run in the big spot? Because that's clearly what baseball has turned into offensively. And do you have the bullpen arms to be able to send out there game after game to lock things down? Yeah, perfectly said. And I would have said if we had this conversation before the World Series started that the Astros would be the team that would be able to pile on the homers. And they yep. just couldn't. And they just couldn't because of the bullpen mix. I tweeted about it during the game. This highly, highly disciplined Astros offense that – never swung at a pitch out of the zone and just feasted on mistakes from pitchers seemed scared in the box Mm -hmm. the entire World Series because they were just so caught off guard by the pits mix from Matzik and Minter and Smith. And when Smith came in, it just seemed like he closed the door. There was no sort of comeback from the Astros whenever Will Smith came in. That's why he was six for six and save opportunities all postseason, all World Series long, excuse me. It's just crazy how these roles shifted, and you talk about luck in the regular season. If you want to put a better word than luck in the postseason, it's getting hot. 
The Braves mm-hmm. got hot at the right time. I'm sure they're not sitting down and saying we were the best team in the league <laughs> this year because that's not true. They had the fewest wins of any postseason team, but they got hot at the right time and they got yes, their they unlikely did. heroes both hitting and pitching. And now look at where they are. They had they had 16 playoff appearances without a championship. That yep. was an, a longest in baseball history, and they finally stopped it this year with this team that's what makes it so awesome it it was a remarkable run it it really is it's a cool story you know it's there's so many pieces to this team that uh, that go down in braves lore for all the things that were done i mean i don't think anyone's going to forget the work that eddie rosario put in before the world series to get them there and and you know all of this it's you know it, it was a it was a really good end i wish this game was better to send the baseball season out but it was a good series to close out what was a um you know incredibly interesting intriguing all the adjectives you want to use uh baseball season i guess it was good for the braves to finally just hammer uh, hammer the coffin put the nail in the coffin that's what they did they proved it they proved it with a seven to nothing there haven't been very many shutouts in world series clinching games and the braves made a very emphatic end to this yes yes they did man (laughs) I mean, that's pretty much all I got. I We wanted to just, again, tie this off with a bow. What an incredible stretch for the Braves. Everything just working at the right time. And so many unlikely heroes. That's going to be my favorite part. Because you uh-huh. might be sick of the narrative of all the big names. But think about this. The Braves won the World Series without Ronald Acuna Jr. <laughs> without Ronald Acuna Jr. It almost makes me feel bad because the poor guy is one of the best players in the entire sport and his team just won it without him. But all these guys together, led by Freeman, led by those in-season acquisitions, what an incredible story. Incredible. Uh, And you're so right that the the fact about Acuna does have to be thrown in because when he's healthy, he's at worst a top five player in the sport. At worst. Um, So (laughs) it's a remarkable story. It is. It is nowhere close to the story I thought would be how this season played out, but the book is closed, and on that final chapter, the Braves came away with a title. I'll say it again. I thought Brewers-Braves was the most mismatched series of the entire postseason. I thought the Brewers were going to run away with it. I counted out the Braves in every single series they were a part of, as I'm sure a lot of other people did. Mm -hmm. And look where they are now. And then just quickly, this is obviously about the Braves. The Astros couldn't find offense, but they still have made it to five straight ALCSs. This Crazy. is their third World, World Series in five years. They probably would, will be without Carlos Correa next year. They mm-hmm. might be without Justin Verlander, but they've shown that they can also adapt. And whether whether it's being led by Dusty Baker next year, this team is going to stick around for a while. They didn't lose 100 games three years in a row to not get a couple more championships in my mind. Yeah, they're... I think they're going to be fine. Yes, losing Correa, of course, would be huge. There's still a chance he sticks around. You know, we'll, we'll see. But I would imagine the Astros would be back towards the uh, the top of the American League again next year. I feel the same way. So Braves in six. Who would have thought? And just <laughs> to take a quick second to thank every single person who listened to these walk-offs throughout the course of the baseball season. I think we're just about at 30, Pat. I've been counting these. Yeah. I think we were like 26, 27 last week. So if you are listening for the first time or for the last time on these, please leave us a review. Let us know what you think. We're so grateful and, and thankful that you were listening to us, and we had so much fun. Baseball is our passion. I'm sure yes. you've been able to to take that into account now. We love talking about it. So 
Thank you for listening. Thank you so much for listening, for everyone that has taken the time to listen to us through this baseball season. But for one final time on the weekly walk-off, that'll do it for the Did You Hear weekly walk-off edition. Be sure to subscribe to the show on iTunes, leave a rating as well, and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Did You Hear Pod. We are walking off into that weekend one more time. And Emma, that's a wrap. <laughs>